Hello, I'm Father Joe Roche of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Thank you for joining us as we continue our journey of reading the Journal of Blessed George Matulaitis from beginning to end. Today we take up from where we left off, beginning with March 28th and April 28th, 1919, Part 8, pages 251 through 253. April 28th, 1919, Part 8. In the afternoon, some ladies, members of the League of Patriotic Women, came to see me, demanding that I bury the fallen soldiers. If possible, they wanted me to accompany the bodies as they were transferred from the hospital to the cathedral in the evening, to offer Mass the next morning, and to go to the cemetery afterward. I asked them how many had been killed. They answered that there were about sixty. Seeing that they were greatly excited and difficult to talk to, I told them that I would decide what to do after consulting with the cathedral chapter. Father Kulesho, a great Polish nationalist and activist, had sent them. On the 23rd, still others came to demand that I hold services of thanksgiving for the liberation of Vilnius. In the evening, two Jewish representatives came in, Rabbi Rubinstein and Dr. Shabad. We spoke in Russian. They had started to speak Polish, but seeing that this was not easy for them, I asked them to speak in Russian or German, since, I added, I do, do not despise any language. They gladly took up Russian. They told me that the legionnaires had arrested a large number of Jews, had beaten and tortured many of them, and had looted many stores. During the house searches, they had confiscated many people's money and so on. They begged me to intercede for at least two well-known Jewish activists, Leo Joffe and Samuel Charney, Niger. I promised to do so. When Major Shvitalski was here, I asked that they be released. He wrote down the names and told me that it would be done. On my own, I sent Father Kukta and Vaitkevichus to the train station where the detained people were being held to intercede for them as well. On the following day, the 22nd, General Schmigli Ritz, without my even asking, told me that those two Jews had been released and returned home. I was happy. I felt sorry for the Jews. I had not seen how they had been beaten and tortured, but whenever I could, I put in a good word for them. I asked the priests to calm and soothe the angry crowds. As had been reported, the bodies of the fallen Bolsheviks, mostly Jews, lay in the streets for several days without burial. The people who passed by the dead bodies profaned them in various ways. The people have become terribly brutal. I am afraid that there will be problems. The Jews are sitting tight in their homes and keeping out of sight. In some places, the Jewish Bolsheviks fired at the legionnaires from their houses, and that is why there is so much anger. In any case, the treatment of the Jews has been inhuman. The Lithuanians have also complained that they have been harassed during the house searches. I promised the rabbi and Dr. Shabad that I would defend and intercede for the Jews wherever and however I could, and I have done so. I thought of asking the priests to admonish the people from the pulpit, but I was cautioned 
that it would make matters even worse in view of the people's violent and angry mood. Osmolowski, a Polish political leader, came to see me. On the 22nd of April, with the chapter, we decided on the order of ceremonies. I said that I would gladly perform whatever is needed in church, but that I would not become involved in any political demonstrations and refused to participate in them. It was agreed to hold a special Thanksgiving service on April 23rd. I took it upon myself to sing Mass and also the Te Deum after the sermon. Father Maciejewicz was chosen to preach the sermon. It was agreed that the sermon would be purely religious in character. We decided to have a funeral service for the dead on the 24th of April. I would sing the Mass and the Libera. Father Lubianiets was designated to give the sermon. He proposed that I organize a procession of thanksgiving and reparation to the gates of dawn. Since shouting, since shooting was still going on in the city, I refused. But even aside from this reason, I did not want to want such a procession because the Polish nationalists usually turn them into political demonstrations. Monsignor Baiko was designated to perform the burial services at the cemetery. Participation in the funeral services was to be voluntary. Those who wanted to could attend. The funeral was dangerous because of the shooting in the city. Here, Blessed George writes of the need to bury those killed during the fighting in the city, which was ongoing. Blessed George was careful to not be drawn into a political demonstration. He writes of meeting with a rabbi and a doctor, a Jewish doctor, uh, and of interceding on behalf of two well-known Jewish activists, which he did. The people were stirred up. Blessed George wanted to calm people down. He didn't want to cause riots by provoking people who were already on edge. He was determined to keep all funeral services strictly religious. Burying the dead was dangerous since there was still sporadic shooting in the city. Blessed George didn't force anyone to participate in the funeral services and the burial of the fallen. He noted that the uh, fallen Bolsheviks had remained in the streets for some time and people took out their rage on the corpses. In, um, such unchecked uh, anger can be very dangerous. People were starting to treat others in an inhuman way. Jesus' teachings on forgiveness are so important. Um, our humanity can easily spiral down into anarchy and unchecked violence if we don't uh, forgive. We can lose our sense of human dignity, uh, and we see this through the centuries uh, where genocides have taken place. Need a miracle? Here's a prayer for a special grace through the intercession of Blessed George, which has received ecclesiastical approval. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, our Lord and Father, you surround us always by your care. Receive our humble petition, and through the intercession of Blessed George, 
who suffered so much for your glory and for the increase of your kingdom here on earth, grant me the grace, and here mention your intention, for which I ask you with confidence, promising to live from now on with greater fidelity to your commandments. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. To receive a Blessed George prayer card, or to report graces received through the intercession of Blessed George, please visit us at thedivinemercy.org slash journal. That's thedivinemercy.org slash journal. Blessed George, pray for us. Jesus, I trust in you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Thank you, and God bless you. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.